0: Following the failure that was the Amazon deal in New York, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's unfavorability rating skyrocketed. Now, she'll have you believe it's just right-wing propaganda that's making her own constituents not like her, when actually it seems like they feel she's too focused on the national stage and isn't representing them. It's now being reported that a multi-millionaire worth over $200 million is targeting Ocasio-Cortez and trying to get her out of office. At the same time, there are several Republicans who are now planning to run in this heavily blue district. This is very bad news considering the Democrats don't want her either. They've talked about eliminating her district or setting her up with a Democratic primary challenger to get her pulled from office. There are a lot of people who don't like her, and it would seem that she's only really being propped up by the activists left on social media. Today, Let's take a look at exactly what's going on with this mystery multi-millionaire donor and the Republican challengers who are seeking to unseat Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. But before we get started, make sure you follow me on Minds at minds.com slash timcast. This platform is not part of the massive tech oligopoly where they will censor your thoughts and opinions, and this is why I want you to follow me here. So in the event that something unforeseen happens to any of my channels, you can find me here. If you want to support this video, just share it on social media to help spread the news. From the New York Post, Ocasio-Cortez targeted by mystery multimillionaire donor. The story says AOC's surging national profile has inspired a trio of Republican opponents from her home district along with a multimillionaire mystery donor who could help close the gap in her foe's long-shot race against her. Just three months after taking office, the Democratic Socialist Congresswoman's challengers include an Egyptian-American journalist, Who has already tossed her hat in the ring, and an NYPD cop turned high school civics teacher and conservative talk radio producer, both of whom are seriously exploring a run against her. And the fledgling challengers could get help from a wealthy New Yorker committed to backing an Ocasio Cortez opponent. There's definitely national energy and money on this race, Bronx Republican Chairman Mike Rendino told the Post, adding that he has been in touch with a megabucks donor, hell bent on getting AOC tossed. Randino wouldn't divulge the donor's name, but said the individual is worth over $200 million plus has connections to raise money in Manhattan. Tom Doherty, a former deputy to former Governor George Pataki, said a Republican challenger to AOC would be able to raise real national money. We need to put individuals forward and make the incumbent work for re-election, Doherty said. The three potential contenders agree on one thing. They believe Ocasio-Cortez has neglected her district, which encompasses a northeast section of the Bronx, including Throgs Neck and Park Chester, and a northwest portion of Queens, including Jackson Heights and College Point. She completely ignores the people in this district. Medical writer Ruth Papazian, 61, told The Post during an interview at the Homestyle Italian eatery Patricia's of Morris Park. Papazian still lives a few blocks away with her 85-year-old mother in the same apartment she grew up in after her parents emigrated from Egypt in 1956. I've lived here my whole life. I know the heart and soul of this community. The people here have scratched and clawed their way into the middle class, and they're not about to be impoverished with high taxes it will take to make the Green New Deal and Medicare for all. Rich Valdez, 40, who worked for former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie before joining radio's The Mark Levin Show as a producer, joked the congresswoman's initials also could stand for ambition over constituents. Valdez launched an exploratory committee in February. He's met with Republican clubs in the Bronx and Queens. They're really, really kind of discouraged the fact that she was elected on this platform of representing the district because she ran against former rep Joe Crowley, positing him as being a no-show, and she'd turn out to be very much the same way a no-show person. However, they add AOC's spokesperson Corbin Trent disagrees, saying... Citing AOC's strong polling numbers, Trent added, The reason she has the support of the people in the district is they realize the work she's doing at a national level is tying back to the district. Medicare for all, the Green New Deal, all of these priorities. This is just another story in a long list of people coming after Ocasio Cortez. They really don't like her. In fact, CNN ran this story just about a week ago. Nancy Pelosi just won't stop trolling Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And again, this is from CNN. The story says, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi isn't even trying to hide it anymore. She takes a dim view of the narrative that Rep. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez of New York represents some sort of powerful future of the Democratic Party. The latest evidence came Sunday night with an interview with Pelosi aired on 60 Minutes, and this exchange happened. Leslie Stahl says, You have these wings, AOC and her group on one side. Pelosi responds, That's like five people. Stahl, No, it's the progressive group is more than five. Well, the progressive, I'm a progressive, yeah. In the story, Salisa says, The divide between Pelosi and AOC represents a broader disagreement within the party as it continues to grapple with how to deal with President Donald Trump. Ocasio-Cortez represents a new, younger breed of Democrat who is far more willing to confront Republicans and to fearlessly push very liberal solutions that could open them up to counterattacks from the GOP. Pelosi is old school, a liberal, yes, But someone who has built a career on real politic, finding workable solutions amid a longer game view of politics. So here's the story so far. Not only is Ocasio-Cortez being challenged by the Democratic establishment, potential Democratic primary challengers, she's also facing Republican challengers. And then we saw this story in March. Ocasio-Cortez's approval rating in New York declines following Amazon deal collapse, while Trump hammers Democrats over socialism. The story says that Ocasio-Cortez has grown less popular in New York, even among Democrats, following Amazon's decision to scrap its planned offices in Queens. 31% of registered voters in the state view the freshman House Democrat favorably, while 44% have an unfavorable view, according to a Siena College poll released Monday. Now, while we know many people in her district did not like that she was opposing the Amazon deal, she would have you believe that it's Fox News' fault in this story. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is blaming her low approval among Republicans on Fox News' relentless coverage of her. Once again, citing the same statistic that only 31% of respondents in a Siena College poll of registered New York voters released Monday said they had a favorable opinion, and 44% said they had an unfavorable view of her. About a quarter, 26%, said they didn't know or had no opinion of the freshman lawmaker. In fact, in a Gallup story from last month, They talk about how the more people learn about Ocasio-Cortez, the less they actually like her in this post from Gallup. Ocasio-Cortez better known, but image skews negative. While there has been a ton of bad news for Ocasio-Cortez these past few months, things are looking up. The same institution from the earlier poll, Siena College, released this story. Ocasio-Cortez viewed favorably by majority of voters in her district. They say currently she has a positive 52 to 33 percent favorability rating among voters in her district nearly three months into her first term in Congress and 48 percent of all voters and 61 percent of Democrats would vote to re-elect Ocasio-Cortez in 2020, while 39 percent would prefer someone else, according to a new Siena College poll of New York CD14 registered voters released today. And the data is rather confusing because I'm not sure what they're trying to say here. 48 percent of all voters is not a majority position. Are they saying all voters in the country? Because I'm not sure why that makes sense. They then say that there's a 52 to 33. It's rather confusing. But suffice it to say, the same institution that said her polls were down are showing they've gone up. So maybe she can recover from this. In fact, many people in her district that are Democrats, at least, overwhelmingly support her positions, which is good news for her. But the Democratic establishment doesn't like her. Because she got into office using an exploit, Democratic primarying. While it may seem like an exploit, it's actually just how the system is supposed to work. But the system has functioned in such a way that incumbents never really get challenged. Well, Ocasio-Cortez, Justice Democrats, and the other people associated with her faction are trying to upset moderate Democrats. And this is why the Democrats don't like her. But now with Republican challengers, she's getting attacked from all sides. Now, regardless of whether or not she wins, I think there's a bigger trend here in that As I've said before, Democrats don't want to go far left. They don't. Maybe in her district. But for the most part, unfortunately, Democrats want more moderate policy. In a tweet from Nate Silver, he says, Early state Democratic activists have very different views of the candidates than the polls, quite down on Sanders and Biden and not really feeling Beto at all. In one of the images, we can see that when asked who they would not consider supporting Tulsi Gabbard is number one, nearing 60% of respondents, Sanders at 50%. We can see that many of the more far left leaning candidates will not be receiving support from early state voters. And we can see that Kamala Harris is number one. In the other image, we can see that according to this data, Kamala Harris is still leading the poll. Share of respondents who said they were considering a candidate or had already committed to support a candidate in the 2020 Democratic presidential primary. And there's Kamala Harris right on top. Now, for those of you who watch my videos, you know that in my opinion, I don't think the far left will really stand a chance, at least not now. They've fractured the Democrats to such a degree. I don't think they will be able to form a coalition that can defeat Donald Trump in 2020. And if they stay on this course, 2024 will likely go to a Republican again. The Democrats, unfortunately, are far too split. And this is reflected by a story in Bloomberg. The far left won't take over the Democrats. The post-2020 party will no longer even try to get buy-in from rejectionist Republicans, but its policies will still be pragmatic. When we look at the relevant data, we can see that the Democrats are splitting further and further from the center to the far left. And I've showed many of these graphs many, many times. And what this says to me is that Democrats today are, are too obsessed with their activist base on Twitter, so they're losing touch with reality. And thus, we end up seeing people like Ocasio-Cortez get chased after by these moderate Democrats. They praise the Green New Deal when most most Americans that are moderate are saying, no, we don't want this. Now, of course, they'll use polls to try and claim that everyone supports it, but in reality, they don't. Labor unions don't, at least. Republicans don't. So who are they actually representing? There are many loud and vocal activists on Twitter, and maybe that will guide the party into the future. But for the time being there is not enough unity within the Democrats for them to actually pull forward. Whether or not a Republican, however, will be able to beat AOC in her own district, that's a long shot, and it remains to be seen. But with someone worth over $200 million, and with many people in New York upset over the failure of the Amazon deal partly due to Ocasio-Cortez's involvement, maybe she will actually get such a strong pushback she could actually lose. I think it'd be pretty damn nuts if a Republican won her district. But with enough money, it's possible. But well, let me know what you think in the comments below. We'll keep the conversation going. You can follow me on Minds at Timcast. Stay tuned. New videos every day at 4 p.m. And I'll have more videos for you on my second channel, youtube.com slash Timcast News, starting at 6 p.m. Eastern. Thanks for hanging out, and I will see you all next time.